You're listening to Sourced with Stu Finer. busy. Unbelievably busy. Holy fuck. I don't have a second. When I smoke two or three joints, the whole day's blown. I forget the whole day. All I do is eat and fucking party. So it's been a month and I'm back with you. And I so love you, Stu Nation. And I'm ready to roll. And if you haven't noticed, we have a new shirt. Well, matter of fact, two new shirts. We have the ready to roll shirt. Ready to fucking roll. Because in life, that's what you got to be ready to do. You got to be ready to roll. So we have the ready to roll shirt at belikestew.com. And we also have the 151530 shirt at belikestew.com. 15 minutes eating ass. 15 minutes licking clit. Remember, do not allow the hand to touch the clitoris while you're eating the ass. If she fucking says, I'm going to come, then you break from ass eating to the clit eating so she can come in your mouth and then 30 minutes fucking. 30 minutes fucking. And again, if you can only hold your load for five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, get the fucking vibrator and complete 30 minutes fucking. Because that is how you're supposed to do it. 15, 15, 30. So buy the new 15, 15, 30 shirt at belikestew.com and buy the ready to roll at belikestew.com. So now we have a week before the Super Bowl. And I never really liked the two-week break. Just too much bullshit. I like, bang, let's fucking go. Because with one week to go, normally upsets can happen much easily. Or much easier, I should say. Not all the time, but sometimes. And two weeks to prepare, normally, the better defense plus the points has won more than it has not. Now, is it a lock? Of course not. We're talking a Super Bowl. We're talking one game. Turnovers at the beginning dictate the game. Uh, Injuries could dictate the game. And it's only one game. But with two weeks to prepare... The better defense plus the points, if you get the best defensive team, plus the points normally wins. Now, Philadelphia obviously, on paper, has a better defense than the New England Patriots. New England Patriots work with a bend-but-don't-break defense. They don't allow you to run. They want you to pass. They want to contain the pass. They want you to pass a touch over the linebackers and just keep you not scoring quickly. Okay, that's the Patriots defense. Eagles defense is rock solid. Been rock solid all fucking year. They put pressure on the quarterback. Very hard to run the ball against Philadelphia. And even with the injury to the MVP, or would have been the MVP, Carson Wentz, uh, Nick Foles is now 
ready to roll, as we say. You know, the motherfucker threw 27 touchdowns against two interceptions when he had his chance to roll in the Chip Kelly offense, so he is no joke. And although he did everything possible to try to give the game away in the fourth quarter to New Orleans with a pathetic fucking interception that you wouldn't have made or I wouldn't have made, and he made some clueless reads and misreads, he still was able to get by New Orleans, and you saw his whole entire life, his whole entire career, the most important game of his life against Minnesota, and he fucking pissed on Minnesota. Obviously, Minnesota, the glass slipper ran out, and again, they just did not have it. They did not play well on either sides of the ball. Minnesota was just beat up all the way around. They took the ball down Philly's throat, scored 7 nothing. If you asked any Eagle fan at that point, he was probably, or she was probably, mainlining heroin, drinking vodka out of the bottle, thinking we're going to get blown out, and who the fuck could ever figure they score? What they score? Like 35 unanswered points. And again, it was a phenomenal job by the Eagles. The Eagles have the buzz right now. Better defense. Nick Foles looks like he's ready. On paper, probably they have a better team than the New England Patriots. And the Eagles opened a six and a half point favorite, excuse me, underdog, six and a half point underdog, which was the outlaw line. And that line never even made it to the betting public. I mean, I was able to bet into that game immediately, but I am the outlaw. I'm the Sharpie. Okay. So the game had so much action on Philadelphia at six and a half that they opened it to the general public five and a half. And then obviously with the injury to Gronk, which, you know, devastates New England. I mean, they won the Super Bowl last year without Gronk, but they had to fucking overcome a 28-3 deficit where if they ever get behind 28-3 on Philadelphia, they're fucking done. They are not coming back. They are never coming back. That's never happening. So that's not going to happen in this Super Bowl. It did happen last year where the Patriots just really out-muscled and out-hustled the Falcon defense. And the Falcons defense got super tired. They had no pass rush. And then fell. Atlanta really gave the game to New England. They didn't want to run the ball. They wanted to throw the ball. There were a bunch of douchebags. And that's why New England won the Super Bowl. And I was very happy because we had the Patriots in the Super Bowl. We had over the total. We bet our ball sack on the Patriots at the half. And we won all the way around. So Eagles right now got a lot of buzz. Like I said, outlaw line was six and a half. Never made it to the public. Or game open five and a half. Bet down to five. Right now it's sitting at four and a half. And about 60% of the money right now nationwide is on Philadelphia. And people absolutely, generally, want to see the Patriots lose. They've had enough of the Patriots. Similar to when the Yankees were on a roll, they had enough of the Yankees. They do not like these devastating dynasty winning all the time. And although the Patriots are extremely classy, they do cheat. They've been caught cheating, and the people don't even like that. Because, you know, it's one thing to be the best. It's another thing to be the best and fucking cheat, which the Patriots do. Now, I have no problem with you cheating. I have no problem with you taking steroids. I have no problem taking drugs. I have no problem with you doing anything you got to do to win the fucking game. Because it's life or death. When we're betting our money on the game, we could give a fuck about what has to be done to win. We just want to win at all costs. Win at all costs. And... Pretty much that's what the Patriots do. 
They win at all costs. They'll do whatever the fuck it takes. So if I'm looking at the roster straight up, I give the edge to Philadelphia. No issue about it. Now, that means cock because you have the greatest quarterback that's ever lived, Tom Brady. You have the greatest coach that's ever lived, Bill Belichick. And you have a system that has worked for 20 years. You have a system that just absolutely works. Follow what Belichick says, follow their system, and you fucking win. And you win like a fucking monster. Now, if we really analyze this Super Bowl, you got to have a lot of balls to bet the Patriots. Because first of all, the Patriots should have lost to the Atlanta Falcons, and the Falcons gave the Patriots the Super Bowl win. So the Patriots covered, but shouldn't have. They should have lost to the Seattle Seahawks, but again, they threw a pass at the two-yard line, and I think it's going to come out that they did not want the running back, Marshawn Lynch, to get all the accolades, and it's going to come out because I'm, I've been told it by people who swear to God on it and people who are in the know. They wanted Russell Wilson to be the golden boy. And, well, that fucked them. So again, Patriots were handed a second Super Bowl. They should have lost the last two, and they won, okay? Um, if you want to go way, way back, they got humiliated by the Chicago Bears, which probably was the best team ever in the history of the NFL. And then Bill Parcells took the Patriots against the Green Bay Packers, taking 13 and a half. And they did not cover then. They also got humiliated by the New York Giants twice and did not cover then. So they do not cover in the Super Bowl. Uh, I was at the Super Bowl and they played the Panthers, a non-cover again, and could have lost that game. Adam Vinatieri, field goal. And I was at the Super Bowl when they played the Eagles and pretty much should have lost that fucking game too. Adam Vinatieri with the field goal. So when you bet the Patriots during the year, they're prolific. Last year, they were 16 and three against the spread. Uh, this year, they're 12 and six against the spread. There's no fucking complaints. All you do is make fucking money. They rarely do not cover. But in the Super Bowl, they normally fuck their backers up their motherfucking ass. And they fuck them hard. So this is going to be an amazing game. It's going to be very interesting if Gronkowski plays, because that is a big fucking difference. Because if Gronkowski plays... The Patriots' offense is extremely difficult to match up with. Gronkowski's the best player in the game. He's like Antonio Brown. He's unguardable. He's that good. Le'Veon Bell, he's that good, Gronkowski. You cannot match up against him. He has amazing hands, amazing speed, never chokes, rarely drops the ball, and he's fucking open all the time. And now you're telling me that if you got to guard him, then Amendola's going to run free. Well, nobody could fucking guard Amendola when it counted against the Jacksonville Jaguars anyway. So if Gronkowski plays, it really changes the landscape of the game. I think the line will go up if he plays. And it's just going to be a phenomenal Super Bowl. The Eagles needing to win their first Super Bowl. They've never won a Super Bowl. And this probably is one of their better chances. They were a three-point favorite over the Oakland Raiders. And Tom Flores pissed all over them. Pissed fucking all over them. That was never a game. Then they came in as an underdog, six and a half, seven point underdog to the Patriots and played them straight up, heads up, Donovan McNabb, Terrell Owens, McNabb throwing up, Owens with a fucking, coming back from a severe injury, shouldn't have even played, and they played epic. And Andy Reid almost won the Super Bowl, but they did not. Now the Patriots really had a very tough going 
against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars came out and put a fucking whoop ass on them in the first half. Blake Bortles has earned his money. Blake Bortles is a pro quarterback. And not only is he pro, he's elite. He played fucking amazing for three quarters. And then Patriots adjusted. They made the adjustments and Jacksonville just could not withstand Tom Brady down the stretch in the fourth quarter with the motherfucking money on the line. He's money. He rarely fucks up if you give him an opportunity. You give him two minutes left, he's similar to Joe Montana, you're probably going to lose. You give him a minute left, you're probably going to lose. If he has the ball with a shot, and any shot to win the game, 99% of the time, he does. He will not be the reason you do not win. Tom Brady is a winner. He's the greatest winner we've ever seen. Now, I don't know how, but their schemes are phenomenal because every time it counted in the fourth quarter, either last year in the Super Bowl against Atlanta or against Seattle in the fourth quarter where they put up two touchdowns, even though Seattle's defense was decimated with injuries, they produce, they perform, they are elite against Jacksonville down the stretch. Tom Brady was elite. Best ever. Give him a motherfucking hug. And how unfair is it that this motherfucker goes home and eats Giselle's ass, licks her clit, her lips are on his cock, sucking his cock, licking his ball sack. That man has it all. That man has the world by the balls. If you were going to pick who you want to be in life, besides Stu Finder, of course, besides PFT and Big Cat, of course, besides El Presidente and KFC, you would probably pick Tom Brady. Who the fuck would not want to be Tom Brady? First of all, the guy's never said a fucking bad word about anybody in their life. Matter of fact, he goes the opposite way. He's soft, he's kind, he's classy. He goes out of his way to be classy. He goes out of his way to, to really talk about himself like mediocre. Like, oh, shucks, I did it. I work hard. And that motherfucker works fucking hard. I don't give a fuck if he gets blown out against the Eagles. I don't care if he dies against the Eagles. His legacy is set forever. I would say he's the greatest quarterback ever. And I don't like Tom. I've never liked Tom. I've always been against Tom in the Super Bowl. Now, I was on him last year, thank you, God. But most of the time, I have to be against the guy because the world's betting him. And I normally, not all the time, but 70% of the time, I go against the public. 30% I'm on the public. 70% I'm against. And normally in the Super Bowl, you know, I'm against Brady. And normally during the year, I'm against Brady. So I respect the fuck out of Brady. I would morph into Tom Brady's body right now. I'd get on Giselle's ass. I would be licking that fucking ass. I would just fucking, I, forget about 15, 15, 30. Giselle, you go two hours ass, four hours clit, and I don't know how you could stay fucking hard. You know, thank God I'm able to multiple orgasm. I could come four or five times, but I don't think I could pound her for 30 minutes solid. She's just too hot. She's too fucking hot. She's really fucking hot. There's some women where I'm able to come four or five times, but fuck for 10 minutes, come, smoke a joint. Fuck for 10 minutes, come, smoke a joint. Fuck for 15 minutes, come, smoke a joint. Fuck for 35, come. And that's fucking it. You know, you really, it's very hard to hold your load with an amazing woman. And she's fucking elite. As elite as Tom is, is she. So we have the Super Bowl coming up next week. Holy fuck, am I excited! I will be betting my ball sack on the Super Bowl. 
I will make a quarter of a million dollar bet. I'm going to fucking win it. I'm going to win the side, the total, the money line, the parlay. I'm also putting out 15 propositions, which normally I don't do, but I will do it. Last year, I won almost every fucking prop. So I'm going to do it this year. And I'm going to bet balls hard, six props. And I'm also going to bet halftime really fucking hard, the fourth quarter really hard. And we're going to make a live two-minute bet at the two-minute warning. We're going to make a live bet at the two-minute warning. Regardless of circumstances, we're going to make a bet at the two-minute warning. And obviously, I'm going to pick the MVP. So I just can't wait. I'm really excited. Now, you have NBA and college basketball full-blown. Uh, in the NBA, the ABC schedule has started, meaning the Saturday night, 8.30 ABC game. And I love that NBA game. I use that NBA game as a game of the year all the time. I'm prolific winning that motherfucking game. It's like stealing fucking money. Had the Rockets last Saturday as the opening game that won. Tonight you have an epic matchup between the Celtics and the Warriors. I'm using that as the best bet. Fucking love it. I love NBA basketball. I love college basketball. We're in full swing right now. Every fucking night, balls in, betting four games, six games, eight games, getting it out of the pot, getting the fucking vodka out. Grey Goose is my specialty. I'll drink absolute, but I'll pretty much drink anything if I'm fucking rolling. And I like my vodka super cold over fucking ice and guzzling with a twist of clitoris, with a twist of clit. You have your vodka with a twist of clit, meaning if you're with a good girl, have her put her hands in her pussy, really get them wet, and then dip them in your vodka and make her hands, her fingers, rub against the ice. So while you're drinking that fucking vodka, fuck lemon, fuck lime, clit, clit, pussy juice. Pussy juice is the key to life. For me, at least. It's the key to life. And it should be for fucking you, too. That's the bottom line. So... If you haven't tried it yet, I've been talking about it for a while. You want to have vodka, tall, straight up, ice. Then you want your woman to take her fingers, put them down her fucking pants, in her pussy, rub the pussy, go in the vagina, make her fingers stanky, smelly, wet, and then take her fingers and rub them on the ice cubes. And that's how you drink your vodka. That's how you drink your vodka. That's how men drink their vodka. That's how men drink their fucking vodka. That's the bottom line. That's the fucking bottom line. So basketball, full swing right now. College and pro basketball. And by the way, I have to be a little embarrassed here. I feel shame. I feel insecure. And I feel inadequate. I have gained now almost 28 pounds since my low of a buck 74 on September 4th. I ran the marathon at a buck 85, and now I weighed in as high as 206. I'm now down to 202 and a half, going to Puccinella's tonight. I'm going to eat clean. I'm just going to fucking eat clean. I'm eating this fucking grouper, which is unbelievable. Over a marinara sauce, they give you shrimp, they give you scallops, they give you clams, they give you mussels. Over a linguine al dente. I like my linguine al dente. I like my pasta al dente, meaning I don't like my pasta soft. I'm not a two-year-old! I have teeth! I want to taste my pasta! I don't want it to slip into my mouth and disintegrate! That's not pasta! Don't know what the fuck it is! And that's what I'm going to do tonight, but I'm obese. 
I'm morbidly fucking obese again. If I was two inches short, I'd be perfectly round. And I hate being fat. And I'm way out of shape. My birthday is Wednesday. And PFT's birthday is Wednesday. PFT, I love you. We were both born on January 31st, which is the greatest day ever. Now, also, my favorite guy in the world, my best fucking friend, I would kill for him, I would die for him. That's the bottom line. He wants to fuck my wife, I'll let him fuck my wife. And that's Dan Katz. That's Big Cat! Big Cat, January 30th. He's born January 30th, okay? And he's the day before, me and PFT. So what a week upcoming. And then you got the Super Bowl on Sunday. Holy fuck! Now that, that is a three-team parlay. January 30th, Big Cat. January 31st, your source is going to be 57 and PFT. And then the Super Bowl Sunday. We could wrap that into a three-team parlay, round robin boxes, tease it. That's the fucking bottom line. So... I'm obese, and I'm trying to jockeying my diet. I was supposed, thank God, listen, thank you, God himself. I pulled it in like December 15th, and I dieted December 16th through January 3rd. So all over Christmas and New Year's, I was clean, thank God, because I'd be 230 right now. I'd be 230. When I started my diet on July uh, 13th, I was 225. I would have easily been 225. Right now I'm 202 and a half. Now, thank God I'm wearing clothes that are a little long, my shirts and stuff, because I'm wearing my pants, but they don't fit. And I do not button my pants. And I can't even zip the zipper up. So if you pulled my shirt up, you would see my pants totally fucking wide open. Wide open. And I'm not wearing underwear because you just never know. You fucking never know. I'm not wasting time pulling down my fucking underwear to get laid, to have someone suck my dick, eat my ass, separate their ball sack with their tongue. I wear no underwear. So, I have a shirt. No one fucking knows, A, I have no underwear, and B, my pants are open. But I'm so fat right now that it has crystallized around my thighs, these pants. I have poured myself into my pants. That's how fat I am. I'm having a love affair. I told my wife I'm cheating on her. Fucking told her. I said, fuck you, honey, I'm cheating on you. And I'm cheating on her with Ruffles potato chips. I will kill for Ruffles potato chips. They're crunchy, they're salty. And I wanna share something that's disgusting and might queer you guys out. I take my Ruffles potato chips, rub them against my balls and still fucking eat them. That's what I do. That's what I do. That's what I do. Because that's how, first of all, that's how great my balls taste. First of all, my cum tastes like Cotton candy. I don't know if you've ever tasted my cum, but I'm sure some of your wives have, and some of your mothers have, and some of your grandmothers have, and probably some of your aunts, and I hate to say it, and it is embarrassing, probably some of your daughters have too. They've tasted my cum. It tastes like cotton candy. But my balls taste so good. It's like chocolate bonbons. It's like Godiva. Godiva balls. That's what I got. Godiva balls. If you lick my balls, you might say, Stu, that's disgusting, but your balls do taste good. And that's the bottom line, because every woman said the same fucking thing. What do you do? Your balls taste great. What do you do? Your cum tastes great. Your cum is milky. It's phenomenal. It's flowing. It's not cottage cheesy. There's not like a Greek fucking garlic disgusting taste. It tastes great. Well, that's why I'm Stu Fighter. My cum tastes great. My balls taste great. So back to Ruffles. I would probably fucking kill you right now if you took my Ruffles away. If you took my Ruffles potato chips, I'll kill you, I'll kill your fucking family, I'll fuck your mother right in front of you, I'll skull fuck her and bash her fucking face in. Because Ruffles potato chips and me, 
we're one. We're a fucking bond. Nothing comes between me and my motherfucking ruffles. So let me just state that. So in this binge that I've been binging, I'm literally eating every day 3,000 calories worth of Ruffles potato chips. It's only two bags. Not a big fucking deal. One bag is 15 servings at 100 calories a serving. Who the fuck eats 100 calories? It's seven chips. Seven chips! Who the fuck eats seven chips? I eat 70 chips just to warm up. Fuck, I'm sweating right now thinking about Ruffles potato chips. Matter of fact, I might even have to cut this short to go eat a fucking bag of Ruffles potato chips because that's how fucking good they are. I'm saying right now it's the greatest snack ever. It's the greatest thing I've ever eaten ever. No two ways about it. It's right behind ass and clit. Really, it really is Ruffles potato chips. So I'm an obese fat pig and I'm eating a lot of sugar, which I'm not supposed to be because I'm a type two diabetic where I take medicine every day for my sugar and my cholesterol. But when I eat a lot of sugar, I pee all fucking night get up every hour and a half to pee. And it definitely affects my third load, where my first load, my dick is as hard as, let's say, fucking titanium, steel. My dick could fucking snap someone's fucking neck if I smacked them with my cock. Like if I smacked you with my cock, you'd have a bruise on your fucking cheek. That's how hard my cock is. I don't know why I'm born like that. I'm still funny if fucking not. Okay, so I shoot my first load. My second load, right before I shoot my second load, my cock's even harder. It steps it up to some fucking Mars level, some fucking crater. It is so fucking hard. It's steel. It's fucking hard. That's why I'm a great fuck, because my dick is straight, it's hard, and it's there. I come my second time. Third time, not really that good. Third time, my dick is half soft, and it's because of my diabetes. It's because I'm eating sugar. So it's affecting me in bed. Now, listen, my worst day, my worst day, my worst day, me throwing up with the flu. I cannot fuck you. My worst day, throwing up with the flu and diarrhea. If I fucked your woman, she'd never fuck you again. She would know what she's been missing. She'd dump you like the fucking lame lay you are. That's how good I am. But because of the diabetes, it has affected my cock. So my third time I get hard, it's not really that hard. It's like half hard. It's hard enough to still put it in your ass. It's hard enough to still fuck you. Pretty solid. I can go doggy. And it's hard enough still where you could get on top of me and me laying on my back and you smacking your beautiful, luscious, lovely cheeks, your ass cheeks against my stomach. No problem. But I got to fucking call it quits. So here's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to tone it down a little bit. Now this week is fucking, you know me, I'm the biggest fucking baby ever. My fucking ego is, you know, the size of fucking from here to Uranus. Are you fucking kidding me? I think everybody should fucking hail when I walk, get down on your knees and bow to me like I'm King fucking Tut because it's my birthday. So this birthday week always, I get away with murder because I'm like, honey, it's my birthday Sunday. It's my birthday. It's my birthday Wednesday. It's my birthday. So we go out to eat lunch, dinner, lunch, dinner, lunch, dinner every fucking day until it's my birthday, which is Wednesday. So we have a couple of days of Puccinella's. We have a lunch at Puccinella. And then I'm going to my buddy Tommy Solori's place, Bacara, in Massapequa Park. Rock solid restaurant. Beautiful restaurant, beautiful bar. Great friends, known them forever. So we're going there for my actual birthday. And I'm surrounding it with Puccinella, 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 Puccinella. I also love Blackstones, which I'll probably go to Blackstones tomorrow. And then Monday afternoon, probably go to Victorio's, uh, which is a place in Amityville on 110 for lunch. And I love my fucking steak. 
I love my filet mignon. I love my rib, Cajun ribeye. I love my tomahawk steak. I love the cold seafood platter. I can't get enough of fresh onion soup. I can't get enough of lobster bisque, shrimp bisque. Bring it fucking on. Hot bread, bread with butter. Dip the fucking bread in oil. Let's fucking go for it. I go all day. It's soup to nuts. So it is no surprise I'm a fat fucking pig. It's no surprise I've gained back so much fucking weight. And oh, by the way, I got a marathon to run in May. Thank God it's a half marathon. But that's not going to be easy, the half marathon, because it's going to be just as hard as the marathon because I'm running the motherfucker in under two hours. Under two hours! I'm running it in under two hours, no matter what. No two ways about it. So really, let's say I'm not going to really get clean until, well, I'm going to win the Super Bowl a week from this Sunday. Brings you into February 5. Got to blow it out February 5. You know, can't just start after the Super Bowl. Not going to be sleeping. Who the fuck knows what I'm going to be on? I'm going to be wasted. I'm going to be partying. I'm going to be jubilation. I'm going to be making the entire world millions of dollars. So people are going to be throwing money at me, kissing my fucking ass, having their daughters come over and eat my ass, having their wives fuck me, whatever I really want. You know, how many of you guys ever pick up your phone and they're like, hey, Stu, you want to fuck my wife? She's yours. No, thank you. Hey, Stu, you want to fuck my daughter? She's yours. No, thank you. Hey, Stu, I'm having 20 girls over tonight. You want to come over? They'll all fuck you, eat your ass. No, thank you. That's all I ever say is no, thank you, no, thank you, no, thank you. But this is who I am. This is what it is. Let's get back to the food plan here. Probably Tuesday, February 6th, I'll get my ass in gear. Two days after the Super Bowl. Finally, I'll have remorse. I'll be obese. When I go to the bathroom, I'll be peeing on myself. I might have to wipe from the front like a bitch instead of the back because I'm going to spasm. I'm just too fucking fat. I'm five, four and three quarters. Supposed to weigh 155 fucking pounds. That's what I'm supposed to weigh. But obviously, fucking never weighed that in my fucking life. Haven't weighed that since, uh, Jesus Christ, you got to really go back in the 90s and then in the 80s and then in the 70s. So I got a fucking problem here. And the only really real problem I have is that I like to fuck hard that third load because normally my third load, I can go. I can go for 45 minutes. I can go for an hour, you know, and I could just go and I love fucking. If I fuck doggy style, I wear my fucking smartwatch. I can get scores. I could scan the internet while I'm banging because my dick's so hard and I get into a rhythm. I'm like fucking Ben Vereen when I dance. I'm the fucking, I'm like, you know, Bruno fucking Mars, baby. I go, I fucking go. So food's a problem and hopefully I won't die before the Super Bowl or right after the Super Bowl. Because if I die, who the fuck is going to be your source? Who are you going to be fucking listening to? Other jerk-offs? Come on, please. Give me a break. So, basically, I have an amazing fucking life. I'm healthy. I'm blessed. My father's going to be 81, February 11th. He's healthy. I'm blessed. I have four men. Used to be boys. Now young men. Now they're men. They're all healthy. I'm blessed. I have a wife that March 11th will be 40 fucking years back to back. 40 fucking years! Some people couldn't take four hours with me. 40 years. That's a death sentence. Oh my God. She must have done something in her past life bad to be with me for 40 fucking years. March 12th is 30 years married. 30 fucking years married. Imagine being married to me 30 years. Going out with me 40 years? Could you? I mean, what the fuck? Are you fucking kidding me? What the fuck? Because all I want to do every day is where are we going to dinner and when are we fucking? Where are we going to dinner and when are we fucking? Here's the conversation. 
honey, my best friend had cancer and her husband just got hit by a car. Wow, that's great. When are we going to dinner and when are we fucking? Honey, uh, my best friend just got fired from his job. He can't afford it. He has to move. Uh, that's great. When are we fucking? Take your clothes off. When am I eating your ass and licking your clit? So all I really want to do is have fun, go to shows, go to movies, go to plays, have an amazing meal, and fuck, 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 fuck. And eat ass and lick clit and fuck. Because what else is there in life? What really else is there? Well, I like making people laugh. I do. I fucking do. Like I like making you laugh. I do. So what can we talk about right now? Now, this scumbag piece of shit who has abused all these girls, and we spoke about it, I think, three podcasts ago. Now you hear that Michigan State has been complicit. Now you hear Michigan State University has been in step with this man on a cover-up. And it absolutely is a cover-up. And this is embarrassing. I mean, it's so heartbreaking. Thank God I don't have girls, because like I shared three podcasts ago, I'd be in jail right now because I would have found this guy. I would have killed him. I would have killed him. I would have killed his family. I would have killed his lineage. And I wouldn't give a fuck being in jail. I wouldn't give a fuck. If I had to fight every day to make sure I didn't get raped up my ass, I'd fucking do it. I'm Stu Finder. I'll take a fucking beating. I'll fucking do it. I'll bite your fucking dick off for your dick comes up my fucking ass, scumbag. But I would kill this fucking guy. He deserves to die. Forget about 175 years in prison. What the fuck does that mean? He deserves to die. He deserves to get beat by a fucking bat on national TV and fucking die. And Michigan State and the entire Olympic Committee, the Gymnastic Olympic Committee, they were complicit too. It's all about money. That's why I tell you, people are scum. People are lowlifes. People are not good. Everybody says people, people are not good. Most people have never been able to take responsibility for anything in their life. Most people are very unhappy, unfulfilled, very fearful. They're scaredy cats. They never go for it. So most people are fucking miserable. Most people end up doing things that they don't want to do. They get in the jackpot. They get in this bad situation. They don't know how to get out of this situation. They make a bad situation worse. So the Olympic Committee knew about this guy 20 years ago. They should have shot him in the fucking head then. They should have taken a poll vote, rammed it up his fucking ass until it came out of his fucking mouth, and then, and then had stuck him in the ground and had the javelin people just throw javelins at this scumbag, have the shock put, throw at his fucking face, and then let's light him on fire and burn him right to the fucking ground in front of everybody. And we all fucking clap. Now you hear that Michigan State is involved. Of course they're involved. The motherfuckers set camp at their university. That was his office. Are you fucking kidding me? You, you got to be kidding me. Hundreds and hundreds of men and women have been molested. Mostly women. Disgusting. He deserves to die a violent death. I'm not happy with the women sharing gut level and getting it off their chest. They should have been able to take a motherfucking bat and smash it over this dog shit scumbag, low-life predator's head. It's unbelievable. It's fucking crazy. All right, now, Donald Trump, all of a sudden, got caught fucking a hooker. Got caught fucking a prostitute. Here's what I don't understand. How did it take this long? The girl settled on 140000 
Maybe even if it was 140,000 a month. Are you kidding? She could have got 10 million, 20 million. I want a fucking penthouse in the Trump Plaza. I want a penthouse in the Trump Tower. I want to own Mar-a-Lago. I want to own fucking Florida. You could have raped this fucking guy for everything he's worth. I mean, the Donald makes the best deals ever. I have no idea how he does it. All of a sudden, a year later, it comes out. Hillary Clinton's looking for anything on the guy. Anything. How incompetent is her crackerjack staff? What are you fucking kidding me? Who'd you hire, Inspector Clouseau? The guy fucked a hooker. He fucked a prostitute for months on end. And you're telling me, Hillary Clinton, you piece of shit, you couldn't find this out? What a douchebag she ended up being. And I was a fucking very big Hillary backer. I loved Hillary. I loved Bill. I don't love everything anybody does, right? You take the good, you take the bad. She has a really dark side. She's a piece of shit in a lot of areas, okay? But what an incompetent bitch. How the fuck could you find this out? The Democratic Party with their millions and millions of dollars, hundreds of millions, how could you nail the guy so you'd be president? So again, Donald Trump fucked a stripper. Wow, ho ho, big deal. The guy says he grabs women by their pussy. He says it. He doesn't hide from it. The guy's a fucking playboy. And I love Donald Trump. I fucking love him. And as you know, I, I love his wives. I love everybody about him. So now all of a sudden, Melania looks like she's going to go divorceville because she doesn't want to be shamed. First of all, she doesn't want to be shamed married to the guy in the public eye. Second of all, she doesn't want to be shamed being the first lady because everybody hates her because they hate Donald. Now... This will be the straw that broke the camel's back. There is no way she's gonna put up with it. She's gonna dump him like a cheap suit and probably make like 50 million bucks. And she's motherfucking hot as hell. I mean, Melania could sit on my fucking face any day and twice on Sunday. I would let her multiple orgasm in my mouth and have that as breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Melania juice, baby. I fucking would kill to have her stick her fingers up her pussy, put them on my ice cubes with my fucking gray goose, baby. That's worth 100 grand. I'd give her 100,000 right fucking now. She's, she's a 10. She's not a nine or an eight or a seven. She's a flat out balls to the walls, 10. Drop dead gorgeous. You know she takes it up the ass. You know she loves sucking cock. You can see it. You can see it in her eyes. You can see it in your lips. So I would say, if I'm going to predict, and whoa, there's not really uh, much of a prediction, Donald Trump will be divorced real soon. He might be divorced already, and they're just waiting until it, it, it's the right time. She's done. She's been done since day one. I mean, as this book came out, she didn't even want to be first lady. Donald Trump didn't even want to be president. This is a fucking farce. It's a fucking joke. It's a joke. It's a fucking joke. But truth be told, as long as they make gambling legal and they don't get us in a war, I don't really give a fuck what goes down. Now, Adam Silva is my guy, is my man. As he proposed that the NBA should be legal betting throughout the country, that you should be, walk, be able to walk into a brick and mortar shop and bet the NBA. And oh, by the way, Adam Silva wants 1% of the gross of every fucking bet made. He's brilliant. So do I, Adam. So do fucking I. I love this guy, Adam Silva. I want to smoke pot with him. I want to fuck whores with him. I want to hug it out with him. I really do, because he's my fucking idol. The motherfucker proposed. It's time to bet on the NBA. It is time to bet on the NBA. Oh, by the way, 
I want one point. And I'd give him the fucking point. Who gives a shit? Who gives a... If gambling becomes legal, do you realize I will not be able to get out of my front door? I walk out of my front door and have thousands of people hailing to me like I'm fucking the, the, the Maharaja, whatever the fuck you want to call him. Like I'm Buddha, like I'm God. Walk down the street, people, who do you like? Who do you like? Who do you like? I won't be able to fucking breathe. I'll be God. I can't wait for this to happen. Because I'm better than everybody else when it comes to sports gambling. You, general public, suck. People in my industry are whores, liars, thieves, con artists, the worst motherfucking people ever, looking to rob your money, looking to bookmake you, make up stories about second voices. All these people advertise where they have these radio shows and they have these TV commercials and they're on WFAN. They're whores, liars, thieves, and scams. They've never been able to win. They're great con artists. They'll sell you fucking shit for a toilet. They'll show you, they'll sell you ice in fucking Alaska. But they're scum. I'm the real deal. I win more than I lose. Do I lose? Fuck yes. Can I have a horrific day, week, a month? Oh, fuck yeah. But overall, I win. Overall, I've won for 40 fucking years. So Adam Silva, I hope to God you can get it done. Now also, there's a strong monster legitimate push in New Jersey, stronger than ever, better than ever, and it looks like within a year or so, you'll be able to bet in the casinos in New Jersey, which will be fucking great. I will be able to have meet and greets in New Jersey. I'll be able to have a convention hall. We'll have top of the line food. We'll fucking have girls eating people's asses as entertainment, licking your ball sack, sucking your cock legally. And then we will fucking take all the casinos money betting. So it is just an amazing time to be alive. It's an amazing time to just take a deep breath and really worry about yourself because you're worth the best that life has to offer. You are a child of God. You are special. You are beautiful. You have legitimate gripes about life. I want to hear them. And I want you to never shut your mouth and never settle. Bring your A-plus game, everything you do, every fucking thing you do. The better you do something, keep fucking doing it. And that's how you become great because I'm great, but I was a nothing. I'm no different than you. I fucking am no different than you, some fucking street kid from Brooklyn who became a street kid from fucking Long Island, who became a fat pudgy kid, got it together, and anything can come true. Look, I just ran a fucking marathon with less than four months training with a 10, 40 mile, four hours, 39 minutes, 24 seconds. People told me I'm running in seven hours. People told me I can never fucking do it. I said, eat my fucking ass. I've already fucked your wife, so fuck that. She ain't that good, and I could do anything. But again, you can do anything. You could do anything and you're worth it. You're worth the best that life has to offer. So fuck your friends, fuck your family, fuck your significant other. Worry about yourself. Make yourself great. Get in touch with yourself. Love yourself. Hug yourself. And that's really the bottom line. So get over to stewfinder.com. Purchase my games. I'm going to win more than you do. That's the bottom fucking line. Buy my merchandise at BeLikeStu.com because I'm sexier than you. I'm a better fuck than you. And although I've taught you the keys to the kingdom with the 15, 15, 30, <laughs> you're never going to be me. You can't come three, four times. Your dick isn't as hard as mine. But wearing my clothes will improve your sex life. It'll improve your confidence. And women are just going to want to fucking suck your cock because they know you're going to go down on them and eat their ass and lick their clit. Because a lot of men don't. 
A lot of men are just horrible lays. They, they're male chauvinist pigs. They take off their clothes and they say, hey, touch me. Fuck you. Work for it. Listen, anything in life worthwhile, you got to work your balls off for. And that's the bottom line. So again, let's roll into this week. I'm going to be up with another podcast on Friday, uh, the Friday before the Super Bowl. So I have missed you tremendously. I love you very much. God bless you. Let's go! Let's rock and roll! Ready to roll! I'm Snoop Fighter! You're fucking not!